Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, we're going into a Shabbos that's a very, very profound Shabbos because it's the Shabbos before Shavuos. Even though it's as before Shavuos as possible, but it's still the Shabbos before Shavuos. There are Sfarim that say that that the the whole kedusha of Shavuos starts starts in that Shabbos, the Shabbos before Kihi Mekar Habracha, the bracha of of, of Yantif starts with Shabbos, and Shabbos is a very um, it's very associated with Kabbalah Satayra. It's not a separate thing, because the Gemara says Akal Maidim that the Shabbos Nitna Torah, the Torah was given on Shabbos, and that's not a coincidence. So we're not going get, to get into that tonight, but clearly Shabbos is a Kabbalah Satayra time, and it's not a coincidence that we lane the entire Torah, with the exception of Zayis Abracha, over Shabbos. It's not a coincidence either. Shabbos is a zman of Kolatai Rakula. Um, I once heard this phrase, I don't remember exactly from where, possibly from my Rosh Hashiva through my father, I don't remember exactly, but it could be it's from Rav Hutner, I, I don't recall, I apologize, but I once heard this phrase that, you know, like on Yantif, there's an Indian of learning, Hilchas Chag B'Chag. So there's an Indian of learning, like Hilchas Pesach B'Pesach, Hilchas Shavuos on Shavuos, and so on. So, from, based on what I see, I seem to recall that my father was asking, so is there an Indian to learn Hilchas Shabbos on Shabbos? Like, mitzad the din of Hilchas Chag B'Chag? And the response that he got is that the limit of Shabbos is called Tairakula. Shabbos, the limit of Shabbos is Taira. So, it's a, it's a very, very, very powerful time. And Shavuos is a powerful time. A lot happens. It's not... It's, it's way beyond that, way beyond what we realize. Okay, so that being said, let's... It's kind of funny, though, that the way the calendar worked out is that Shavuot can never start on Shabbos. Yes, it is, it is very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, so I want to mention two points um, about the Degolim, which I'll get to in a moment. And I think that they're points that we could think about Lemaisa for ourselves as we march towards Shavuos, the last few days of Sphira, these are thought-provoking um, ideas that I think could have a hand in how we accept the Torah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shavuos. The first is a Ha'ara that I discovered last year on Parshas Bamidbar. Um, and Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, I wrote it down. The the Pesukim in Parshas Bamidbar, new new Sefer, Sefer Bamidbar. The Pesukim in Parshas Bamidbar have a lot of numbers. So Parshas Bamidbar starts with the count of Klal Yisrael, and then by Shlishi, there's this mitzvah of Degalim. Degalim was a mitzvah that involved identifying the makayim that each shevet had around the mishkan. So you had the, you had the, the oil mayad, you had the mishkan, and then each shevet had their place around the mishkan. It's like um, um, 
map of Klal Yisrael, who your neighbors were, where you were situated, and the way that that was taught was Ish al Digloi, that each Shevet had its <coughs> had its um, flag, like we rally around the flag. Each Shevet rallied around its flag. So that was the mitzvah of the Degalim. It doesn't sound so monumental when I say it, but as we'll see, like everything changed with the Degalim. The Degalim was a huge huge addition to the backbone, to the tzura of Kalal Yisrael, as we'll see. Anyway, so my, Hashem is telling Moshe and Aaron, and they're telling Kalal Yisrael how, that they, how they should camp. This one should camp here, this one should camp here, this one should camp here. And when he's telling them where they should camp, he does something that seems so unbelievably extra. Like, you know, we... We'll have a blot Gemara to describe an extra Yud. This is like dozens of extra Pesukim. The Pesukim just repeat again the numbers. When it's mentioning the Shvatim, it just repeats the numbers again. It just said it, like in the beginning of the same parsha. You don't even have to refer back to a different parsha. It just repeats the entire thing again. It's a Pella. What's going on? Literally, by, by Shlishi, you start the numbers again. Utzva yufkudav arba v'chamishem elef. The same numbers as before. We just said Lebnei Don, Lebnei Asher, Lebnei Naftali. What are you counting them again? It's mind-boggling. You have to go nuts from this kasha, okay? This is not, this is not, this is not an excuse to say it about Torah. This is a like, this is like a, like you're stunned from this kasha. Okay? This, 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 like everything stops. So the Ramban talks about it, and the Ramban was, you know, definitely was concerned about this, and the Ramban says that it's because there was a nace that happened at that time. He says, the Hizkir Kolzeh, the reason why it mentions all of these numbers, is to tell you that from the time that Claudius Yisrael was counted until they set up the camp around the Mishkan, nobody died. Okay. I, I want to tell you something. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have the Siyat Shmaya to get this this year. I'm not there yet. I don't know why that's important. I don't know why, and I don't have an answer to that. I don't know why it's important that from the time they did the first counting until Kalal Yisrael traveled for the first time with their Degalim, nobody died. I don't know. It's a big nace. It wasn't very short. That wasn't very short. Uh, yeah, it was about three weeks. Let's see. Um, he says, Vizem nace. It's a nace that it was 20 days that nobody dies. Mikol ha'om ha'gadol hazeh. How do you know it was 20 days? Because Parshas Bamidbar, we know when it happened. The first Pasuk in Bamidbar <coughs> says when it happened. It happened, actually, around this time of year. It happened, if you look at the first Pasuk in the Parsha, the Echad Lachaydesh Hashemi. It happened on Aleph Iyar. When did they travel? So that, Rabbi Yosef, you could turn to Parshas Ba'aloischa, by Chamishi, Parak Yod, Pasuk Yod Aleph. 
Vayihi Bashana Hashenis Bachoidesh Hasheni Be'esrim Bachoidesh. The 20th day of, of Iyar. Like around now. The 20th day of Iyar. Na'aleha Onon Me'al Mishkan O'edos. And they traveled. 20 days. So for 20 days nobody died. It was a big nace. I have a few issues with it. I have a Mordechai Stern issue. And that is that who said that nobody died? Maybe people died and other people had birthdays. In fact, it's a bigger nace that nobody had a birthday. What, for three weeks was nobody's birthday? You understand that they counted from 20 to 60, right? <coughs> it went, it's like the beginning of a Sechta Rosh Hashanah, it all went at a certain time. Where? Where is that? <coughs> so it's impossible for nobody turned 20 in May. The Rashi says there was a date? Okay, could you find that for me? Uh, could be that the amount of people okay. that, were, that had birthdays were... Can I give the amount of Right, okay, so then it's not true that nobody died. Well, yeah. Okay, so, all right, whatever. Be that as it may, okay? I don't know why it was important. It is reminiscent of that famous story with Rav Shamsha Rafael Hirsch. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, Rabbi Wisniki is, uh, is related to a... What? No. What? No, 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 no. No, no, no. The, um, what happened was that Rosh Hashanah Hirsch um, was in a huge... He had a major, major, major big machlaikas about whether the firm communities in Germany should stay attached to the government, the big oh. Jewish government. The big machoikas with Herb Bamberger, was a, it was a big, big, big deal. And at some point, he separate, in Frankfurt, he separated out with about 100 families, a third of the size of this community. Okay, he separated, and they separated out of the, of the, uh, of the community. The official... Right, the, uh, the community became his own community. He went from being a rub to about 30,000 families to being a rub of 100 families when he came to Frankfurt. Um, and there was no cemetery. They didn't have a cemetery because you had to be signed up as part of the community in order to bury. And it took them some time until they acquired a cemetery. And this chus of the Heiliger Shamshar Fal Hirsch not a single member of his kahila passed away until he secured a, a basic arts. So that's what this Rabban reminds me of. In any event, um, but that's what he says. But I want to point out, I want to point out, perhaps, you know, um, you know, not, not to take away from the nace that the Ramban says, but I want to point out that perhaps in a Pashup Shat level, there's an important lesson in repeating the number when you're describing the Degalim. Now let's understand what happened when Klal Yisrael was counted. I want to read to you that famous, famous, famous Ramban that describes the Maimid of being counted. The Ramban says, Ki very famous words, but it's just worth hearing. The one who came in front of the Av Hanavim to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Achiv Kedosh Hashem, right, and his brother Aaron Akayim, 
<laughs> and he was known to them by name. They, they, each one would introduce themselves or somehow was known to them. By, by each one, he knew everyone. He, you know, the, you're passing by the Gadol Adar and he knows every person. It was a chos and chayim and a sgula for life to be passing in front of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akayid. Imagine, and it's like, Shua Ben, what's your whole name? Yeshua David. Yeshua David Ben Binyamin. Can you imagine, like, the Gadol Adar, like, each person passes through, like, by name. So this was a big deal. And he goes on to say that they would look at them with an eye in Tov. The G'dayle Hadar would daven for you. Hashem so it was a big moment when you, the counting. The counting was, all this, everyone says this, this is a common idea, that the counting by Claudius was the opposite of what it is in other cases when you're counting. The most dramatic example was in the Holocaust when there was numbers, serial numbers, Loyaleinu. But in any time when you're a number, you're just a number. You become anonymous. You become just a number. The counting in Klal Yisrael was there because you have a makam, you're an integral part. And the, of the Haraya, the counting was done the opposite of anonymous. The G'day Le'ador said every name. It was the opposite of anonymity. The, each person, and each per, the message to each person was, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's nation cannot function without you. You are an absolute integral part of Klal Yisrael. You're part of the number. Very important. Now, if you count a bunch of people and they all have a number, so there's a certain pride to that and a certain, <coughs> a certain responsibility and a certain, what's the word I'm looking for? You're like, there's a certain mandate. You're, you're being called to action. You, 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 you count. And then the Torah says that every Shevet should position itself around the Mishkan in a certain way. So there's Mokhan to think that I may be an individual, and I think a lot of people think this. I'm, I'm here to correct a, a, a mistake. Yeah, I'm an individual. I have my hobbies, and I have my things that I'm interested in, and I have my things that are important to me, and I have my mitzvahs that I do. But when I think about myself vis-a-vis the Klal, like what role do I play in Klal Yisrael? I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not, one, I'm not a Rav or a Rosh Hashiva or a Askin or I don't work for Agudas Yisrael, you know. So like, I don't play a role in Klal Yisrael. I'm a regular guy. No, the Torah says not that way. The Torah says, say the number again. When you're positioning Klal Yisrael around the Mishkan, say the number again. Because you're not just Chashev. You're Chashev in the context of your nation. You don't just have a role to play between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as if that's not enough. But you have a role to play as part of this nation. I've seen it, I'm sure Rabbi Wisnicki has seen this, you know, working with people all the time, how many times have you spoken to people that don't feel like they count in their families? They feel like they're nothing in their family. They're a nobody in their family. 
Correct? When you have that, could you imagine how important it is to realize, forget about that you're someone in your family. Forget about that you're someone in your community, in your shul. You're someone in the big picture of Klal Yisrael. When you attend the Siyam Ashas and you're one of a hundred thousand people, they can't function without you. You're an integral part and there's something that you're adding to the Klal. Besides for your own chashivas, your private chashivas, there's something you add to the Klal. How do we give that over? We count Klal Yisrael twice. We count each individual. Each individual is chashiv. And then we count, we didn't count again, but we mentioned the count again when we're positioning Klal Yisrael as a tzibur, where you fit in with the tzibur. And this could be one of the reasons, one of the tirutzim to a, to a very, very, very good kasha that the Mepharshim ask. And that is that in the beginning of the parsha for, um, of Degalim by Shlishi, Parak Beis, Pasuk Beis, the Pasuk says, Ish al digloi Each man should stand by his flag. That's not really the... Each person didn't have his own flag. Each shavit had its own flag. It should have said, Shavit al digloi. So I guess the, the Pasuk Shad is, then it means each individual in a shavit should stand by its flag. But it's it's not the way you you and I would have written it. We would have said each shevet should stand with its with its uh, together. It sounds like there's like a mitzvah that has to do with each individual as an individual. Ish al digloi, each man with his flag. Again, the pasuk shot is that digloi is the sheared his flag, and ish m- me and you on our one flag. But the svarim point out that there's a, a makayim here to read this, that each person has his own dega. Each individual in Klal Yisrael makes a difference here. We, the, the parsha that talks about the tzibur keeps pointing to the yachid, because the yachid needs to know that he has a role in the tzibur. Nobody is anonymous. A very, I think a very important ha'ara. That's ha'ara number one. Ha'ara number two. Also about the Degalim. I want to zero in on a on a medrash that we've discussed many times within a big picture, and as we've done a little bit of a theme over this year, is that we're focusing in sometimes on some of those details. We're doing this move that would that my generation had to learn how to do and our kids were born knowing how to do. We're doing that. You know that? Menachem, you know that move? So that's what we're doing. You know what I'm talking about? Um, when you have a phone, so you're looking at a picture on a phone, so if you put your hand on the phone and you go like that. Now I know what you mean. Okay. My wife used to say they all come into the, uh, to the garden center. That's what you yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know speci- why it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm specifically doing that, though. Right? I'm right, right? Okay. Yeah, what? Pinch and zoom. Pinch and zoom? That's the technical term. Pinch and zoom. Okay. Got it. Term. Okay. My daughter tried that on my mother's phone uh, back before she had... Uh, 
So the Medjush Rabbah, Medjush Rabbah, Parsha Dalid. It's a Dalid in the Medjush Rabbah. You can look at it. Ishal Digloi Ba'oisais. So the, the, the Medrash applies a certain Pesukim and Shirashirim to the Degalim. And the Medrash, you could see that the Tana that wrote this, you know who wrote the Medrash Rabbah, right? <coughs> what? Rav Oishia, Rav Oishia Rabbah. Medrash Rabbah doesn't mean the great Medrash, it means the Medrash of Rabbah, of Rav Oishia Rabbah. Um, you know how I know that? Because we open up a Medjush Rabbah, the first thing it says is, Amar Rabbi Oishia Rabbah. That was my first clue. And then I double-checked and the Chida says it. Anyway, Kedoshim u'gedoylem hoyu Yisrael b'degleyem. Klal Yisrael with their degolem, with their flags, they were gedoylem u'kedoshim. Kedoshim u'gedoylem. And the umais, the cholha umais mistaklim bahem, and the umais ha'olam would gaze at them, utmehim, and they would like be amazed, like 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 about this godless called the golem. Oimrim lahem ha'umais, the umais ha'olam say to Klal Yisrael. No, I'm sorry. The tmiya of the umais is not from our godless; it's from our excitement about the golem, as you'll see. Come, come, Klal Yisrael. We're the Shulamis. Come, come, Klal Yisrael. He kulanu. Attach yourselves to us. Come join our society. Join our culture. Join, join our world. Leave behind your 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 archaic Yiddishkeit. Boyu etzleinu. Come to us. And if you do that, boy, will we take care of you. All, all different labels of aristocracy, royalty, majesty that um, that 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 the that the Umay Doctor Hack probably knows some of these words in Greek. That that um, okay. Um, so, but all okay. Well, I should say not instead of aristocracy, <coughs> positions of power. Okay. So, so the the and the Umay Sayyid will say Shuvi Shuvi Venechazebach. This actually makes sense based on what you just said. Shuvi Shuvi Venechazebach Ve'ein Nechze El Srara. Srara means power. Thank you. Okay. And he brings a raya. So the the um, I'm sorry I get emotional when I read this medrash. The the Klal Yisrael responds. Magedula atem nois nimlanu. They they say Yisrael I'm a matechazu bashulamis. Like what are you giving us already? What are you offering us? All this power. Can you give us the greatness that Hashem gave us in the Midbar? Degel Machane Yehuda, Degel Machane Ruvain, Degel Machane Don. Could you do that for us? And then the next part of the Pasuk is Matechazubashem is Kemachailas Amachanoim. So it's a, the Klal Yisrael says, Shema Yechaylam Atolitin Lano Kigedula Shaasa Lano Elaykim Ba Midbar. 
Can you give us the greatness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us in the Midbar? Shehayinu chaitim, that we would make all kinds of mistakes, we would do averus, v'hu meichalanu, and he would be meichalas, and he would bring us back again and again. Oh my soil, can you do that for us? So I want to zoom in here. I want to pinch and zoom. And, um, and understand what these two things that Klal Yisrael respond together, can you give us the gullim, can you give us the, the experience that we had and that we have, that HaKadosh Baruch was Meichelas, what do those things have to do with each other and how is that a response to the Umay Sa'ilam? So I want to I want to explain like this. The Degolim, the flag, it represents a certain Kayach in a nation or a Shevet or a person. <coughs> I have a few Mishalim bouncing around in my head. Maybe I'll mention two of them because each, each one is not good enough. Imagine that you had, you walked into a room and you saw that the, on the floor of the room were thousands of different objects that were strewn about on the, um, on the floor of the room. However, you noticed that there was a small thread that, that attached together every single one of those objects somehow was attached together. And if you pick it up on one end, so just one end lifts up, you know, it's all, this stuff is attached to the string, are you, you with me here? But that side is on the floor. You go to the other side and you lift that up, so then that side is... But if you watch carefully, you could find that central point where all the strings come together in a one point and they're tied together in a knot and there's a little handle there. And you pick that up and the entire thing pulls together with it. <coughs> That's the mushal. The nimshal is... I'll tell you the, my other mushal in a minute. The nimshal is that we have within us... Let, let me let's first talk about the world. The world is full of many different things. The world is full of many different things. There's many different things going on. There's a lot happening at the same time in this world. Okay? There's a lot going on. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Everything going on in this world at the, you know, at the same time. All different kaychais, things, stories are developing that affect national, international, yechidim, tzibors, rabbims, countries, humanity as a whole. And things, things are going on. There's the beginnings of stories, the ends of stories, how things attach and affect each other. There's a lot going on. Someone who appreciates history really, really, uh, I mean this seriously, really appreciates that, like how, right, how things... Everything's affecting everything else and things are happening and while this is going on and all the attention is here, meanwhile over here there are other things happening. There's a lot going on. There's one thing that if you pull that thing it brings together the entire picture. And that is Bishvil Yisrael Shanik Gorashis. HaKadosh Baruch created the world for Adam and Atem Kriyum Adam. It's for Klal Yisrael. 
And somehow, in the web of different things going on all over the world, think of the complexity of each one of our lives, and multiply that by 7 billion, where are we up to now? And, you know, you know everything is going on. The briach hatichayn, the nekuda emtsa'is, that if you pull that, if you look at that, that's the picture of everything together. That's Klal Yisrael. If you're just thinking about China, so then you'll pick it up. You're not going to bring together the whole world. But if you p- think Klal Yisrael, somehow the entire world is, 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 is affecting and affected by and part of the tafkid and the tachlis of, of Klal Yisrael. Amazing. Okay, that's a muscle in the world. We have that in, our, in, our, in ourselves also. We have many, our bodies have many, many different things going on. There's a lot going on inside of us, a lot. Okay, people could spend lifetimes learning, um, yeah, learning the, um, just the systems of that, that go on in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And it's never ending, no? It's never ending, the amount that's going on inside of us. So we have different different kaychais, kalim, evarim, processes, organs, <coughs> everything. It's very complicated, like the world. And there's one thing that pulls the entire picture together, and that's the seichel. The seichel of a person, that's what gives a person his, his idea, it brings together everything. Without my seichel, this means nothing. And everything that's going on inside of me, and everything that I'm doing, and what my plans are, and the and the the, the systems that are going autonomously and involuntarily, everything has meaning in my brain, in my in my seichel. But that's just a mashal. There's a deeper nimshal to that, and that is that the way that a yid lives his life, our goal. What we yearn for is to live our lives in such a way that all the different pieces of our lives all pull together when we think about the fact that we are servants of HaKadosh Baruch We are here to serve Hashem. We're Avadim of the Melech. That's the piece that pulls it all together. When we lose sight of that, things start separating off. I'll give you a, I'll, let me give you my second muscle because it's really fun. Okay? When you have a car, so a car, I just thought of this earlier today. Really excited about it. When you have a car, so a car is a lot of different things. It, it's four tires. There's a spear somewhere. Somewhere you, you, you need the manual to find it. But there's a spear somewhere. There are seats. There are, there's all kinds of all kinds of things, and now cars are getting more and more complicated. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. One of my siblings was driving a Tesla, and um, any of you here drive a Tesla? Menachem, you have a Tesla? Okay, so one of my siblings is driving a Tesla, and he, he told me, I feel like I'm driving an iPhone. That was his, uh, <laughs> like a, <laughs> you know, um, <coughs> the, 
There's so, there's so many different things going on. But the fact that it's a car, that's what holds it together. What was the muscle that I was thinking of? I was thinking of what happens when a car breaks down. When a car hopelessly breaks down. And I have this image in my head of this car like missing tires. I've obviously driven through certain neighborhoods, but you know, like, you know, you know that look of the car that like, like people, random people are passing by and saying, oh, I need a fender, you know, boom, you know, you know that in a little bit, it's like the life of the car is gone. So the pieces just start coming apart. It's not being held together because its purpose isn't there anymore. So it's not being <coughs> held together. Okay, just a muscle. But the nakuda is that when a person is able to focus deeply on the mission that he has in being here, to connect to our first Vartaira, the role that he has in this world, and he sees all the details of his life as being, some of them he understands what Hashem had in mind, some of them he doesn't. But he sees all the different strands in his life as leading back to that one core principle and that one core value of being an a appropriate, proper Ever Hashem. It brings everything together, and that is the function of a degel. A degel is the like the, the thing that pulls everyone together. It's the unifying force. But it's not a, like today, you know, you could have random degolim, and the taka don't do that great of a job of bringing people together. The degel that the Torah is talking about represents like the essence of who we are. That's why there's so much Torah about what was on each flag of the Shvatim. It's, 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 it's the core. And if it's the core, it pulls us all together. And it's that kayach that makes HaKadosh Baruch Hu keep taking us back after a chait. Because when we do Averis, it means that we lost track of the flag. But the kayach of the golem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us is the kayach that we can find the flag. That's what happens when we do tshuva. That's the tshuva, the return of tshuva. The return of tshuva is that we, the Svarim will say this, that we come back to ourselves. We awaken that handle that deepest nakuda inside me, that deepest purpose, nobody could ever say that they did Averis cognizant and holding in that. It's not possible. In order to do an Averis, you have to let go of that. You have to let go of that awareness and presence and sitting with how I came, how, like what my role is in this world, that I'm here to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person can't hold a degel in one hand and do an Averis with the other. That's why the two things come together. That's why Klal Yisrael turns to Umar Sa'ilam. says, all these things that you're giving us, can you give us that reality, that depth, that clarity, that attachment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that runs so deep, that even when we lose track of it, we can find our way back? Can you give us that? Can you give us a connection to something that's so deep and so emes and so real that that everything else in our lives is just an outgrowth and built from that, that you can't give us. You can give us this desire, that impulse, this power, this dominance. You, can, you could feed different parts of us, but you can't feed that deep, deep yearning for meaning that we have when we, when we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You can't feed the Degel. 
You can't, when I pull out my Degel, I tell Umay Sa'ilam, you have nothing to put in that spot. The part of me that's that handle, the part of me that's, this is the whole me. And it pulls all of me together. This is what makes every part of my life make sense. There's nothing that does that for us like the Torah does. There's nothing that does that, just like we do that for the world, the Torah does that for us. So that's what Klal Yisrael is answering. That's the power of the Degel, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's something to think about when we go into Parshas Bamidbar, that Hashem gave us the ability with the Degelim, Hashem gave us the capacity to find that in ourselves. That's Ish al-Digloi. The ability to rally to the flag. The ability to have that powerful that powerful mission. It's clear in many, many of the Mamore Chazal and the Svarim that that's the, the Indian of the Degel. It's the truest me. It's the deepest <coughs> pull inside me. And it pulls all of me together. And that's our, our tefillah and our dream and our, our uh, ga'aguim, our cheshek, when we go into the, the season of, of Kabbalah Zatayra to try to be, if we can just sometime over the next two weeks, if we could have the zchus to feel and to experience touching the degel, if we can touch our degel, if we can have a sense when we dive into Hashem, Asher Bachar Banu Mikolo Amim, Ata Vechartanu Mikolo Amim, which we say so many times over Yantav, Ata Vechartanu Mishmaina Esrei, Asher Bachar Banu Mikolo Amim, Kiddush, you know, like it's, it's such a central point of Yantav. To be able to sense that there's something deeper than all the details. And it's not just <coughs> deeper, but it's the thing that when I touch that, everything reacts. It makes it gives it gives a reaction to everything. That's our that's our tefillah. That's that's Kabbalah Satira. Ashikayach. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at ShasIlluminated.org.